are once more for a squiggly podcast minisode, the last of our little Bradford Animation Festival series, but I have to say I'm rather fond of doing these little bite-sized ones, so uh, who knows? They may return for future event coverage or the like. This is Ben Mitchell, by the way, and I'm very proud to be presenting an interview with the very charming, offbeat, and thoughtful filmmaker Michaela Pavlatova, not Pavlatova, as I think we've frequently referred to her as on the podcast in the past, so, um, whoops. Anywho, hailing from the Czech Republic, her work goes back many years with notable films including The Carnival of Animals, Forever and Forever, Words, 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 and Repete. Like many 2D animators, she's a digital convert with a traditional background, recent works being produced in Flash, such as her web series Graveyard and Layla, and perhaps her most well-known film to date, Tram, which won the Annecy Crystal in 2012. The film was commissioned by Sacre Bleu Productions as part of a film anthology project, Sexperiences, and it's a warm-hearted and witty look into the wandering fantasies of a lonely tram operator during her shift... It's a film we've championed frequently here at Squiggly HQ, and our prolific features writer, Laura Beth Cowley, was able to get some time with Michaela after her BAF masterclass last week. A lot of your work is themed around sexual desire and the relationship between um, men and women. Mm -hmm. What is it about that situation that interests you? It interests me also in um, live-action films. I am more interested in psychological films about situations between people more than in fantasy stories. And for me, reality is the biggest inspiration uh, because you don't need to go far to get themes. It's only how you see it. Of course, that not everything which is in my films I experienced or not necessarily have seen that, but you can see some couple or some face and then you can make the stories you can invent the stories which are based on something real uh, an event or yeah. a situation what inspired the situation of your newest film Tram it was a little bit different case because it was a little kind of commissioned work because of the French producer Sacre Bleu uh, wanted to make a feature film uh, consisting from short films made by women about women or erotical fantasies. So they emailed to different women filmmakers and I was one of them. And it happened uh, that my film was uh, done first like the kind of uh, pilot film for the whole project. So inspiration came from them to make something about uh, women erotical fantasies but which sounds funny and easy but it is not so easy to to come with a story i could come with uh, many ideas but to make the story which would be for 5 minutes it's it was much harder and uh, when i don't know where to go so then very often the inspiration is the music for me that i'm listening to the music with the closed eyes and trying to see the film inside and uh, so I knew that I just knew that it has that I want to make something funny not erotical so much but make more fun of it and uh, then I have a couple of my favorite soundtracks from different films which I'm listening as a, as an inspiration so I was listening to one of them and uh, then I have got the idea of, of Tram and the Tram Driver. Okay. Was the Tram Driver main character inspired by anyone in particular, or was it just for the story? 
No, she is just a symbol of a normal, ordinary woman. It is not inspired by any particular person, but it is inspired by most of the tram drivers. So many of them seem to look the same, like middle-aged women, a little bit overweight, driving the tram. And then you think, what a joy they may have in their minds, in their fantasies. So Tram's doing really well in the festivals. What kind of reactions have you got from audiences? Any of them being surprising? Or? It was interesting that on the beginning all reactions were superb because it was premiered in France in Cannes Film Festival. Then it was in Annecy where it uh, received main awards. And then it was in a couple of other festivals. And again it received many awards on the beginning because it worked like the shock. For, for jury members. And then, like, a couple of months later, after the film already was running on the festivals, I started to get uh, the questions if somebody complained or what people say because it is uh, about sexuality. And I was surprised because I never thought that it's sexual. I thought I somehow forgot that it's sexual because for me it was rhythmical and funny. <laughs> and also in France, in France, people are much more open to accept these themes because it is part of their culture. <laughs> but then I have got, um, I, I have noticed already in ANSI that there are some kind of people who don't appreciate it that much and they are young people, hmm. uh, and especially young male or people, young girls between, but mostly men, between uh, 11, 20 to 25 years. Because for them, sexuality is something which is the most important for them at that time. They are somehow not able to make fun of it. And um, our daughter, who is 20, she was watching it with her friends. And I was in the separate room and then they... I'm always listening and I know the reaction. So I know this is this minute of the film. Yes, now they are laughing because of there is this kitten was silence and then they all were leaving the room her schoolmates and they all were like trying not not to see me and and then Alva our daughter she said so I told her so no fun right no I didn't amuse you and she said you know it is difficult for us because you are ridiculizing something which is serious for us hmm. so then I found that uh, but of course, there is many different people. So sometimes older people are offended. Sometimes the older, oldest people are the biggest fans of it. It's case from case because always making something about sexuality. People are not judging your film. But they are judging if you are crossing that line of decency or not. They are seeing it from the different perspective. They are more questioning the portion of sexuality than the film itself. That was Michaela Pavlatova talking to Laura Beth, and to find out more about her work, check out MichaelaPavlatova.com. You can visit Sacre Bleu Productions at SacreBleuProd.com, and to find out more on the Sexperience Project as a whole, check out Facebook.com forward slash Sexperiences2012. 
Well, sadly, we've come to the end of our mini-sode mini-series. It's been fun and a privilege to bring you so many great talents over the last week or so. The coverage doesn't end here, however. Look out for the full interviews over the coming weeks on squiggly.com, as well as our next regular podcast, which will go up in December, and it will feature stop-motion puppet master craftsman McKinnon and Saunders, who were awarded the Bath Lifetime Achievement Award at the festival. We'll also be chatting to one of animation's most important historians, the great Jerry Beck, plus a very special surprise guest as a sort of of end-of-year treat, because we spoil ya. Thanks so much to everyone at BAF, Deb Singleton, Fozzie Abano, Rachel McWatt-Bexhill, and of course my squiggly cohort, Steve Henderson, who was part of the volunteer crew for the festival. And especially thank you to our guests Dave McKean, Joanna Quinn, Adam Elliott, and Michaela Pavlatova for their time and their insight. For more on BAF, visit nationalmediamuseum.org.uk forward slash Bradford Animation Festival and visit us at squiggly.com, at squiggly on Twitter, and squiggly magazine on Facebook. See you in December, kids. Bye.